Hi, this is Samantha Newark, probably best known as the voice of Jem and Jerrica from Jem and the Holograms, and you are listening to Hellions Talks. Almost live from a library near you, this is Hellions Talks, starring the masked library, Kevin Hellion. He is the lauder of the long box, the hero of the hall, and he's on a mission to bag and board them all. Now the Retro Network proudly presents a talk show of comic proportions. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Hellions Talks. With me today is now a two-time guest and I am very excited to have him as a guest today because what my guest Peter Bro does not know is that I spent some money today because I finally got his new comic into my comic store it is taken forever for it to show up yeah yeah <laughs> paper shortages now, and diamond hacking and other things right yeah, which it happens, it happens. So I literally just came home, though, from the comic shop before recording. So I have not been able to read these damn kids yet, but it is top of my list to read. I was so excited to see it. Um, I uh, direct message my comic shop every Tuesday uh, just to confirm what I'm looking to pick up on Wednesday. And this was not, I didn't know it was going to be in the shops today at all. And when it was there in my pile, I was so excited. It immediately moved to the top of the list for tonight's reading. Well, I hope you enjoy it. No spoilers. I, no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, and then my what I'm enjoying now, because uh, for my shop, a lot of us always arrive at the same time. And the guy that runs it says, I can tell you who's going to be showing up within the next five minutes. Like, you, you're all just on your pattern here for when you get out of work. But I have a group of people that will always ask, well, what are you picking up this week? And everyone was seeing the cover there and saying, what the hell is this? How did I miss this? So I'm hoping maybe it'll lead to some, uh, some additional orders or maybe even for follow-up issues. Well, the thing with the... With, uh, uh, these damn kids is uh, it, it's sold out, eh? On is a distribution level, yeah, it's sold out. Number one is sold out. Uh, both covers have sold out on distributor level, so it's going into second print. Oh, nice! And I mean, that's good for anyone, you to have a sellout. <laughs> oh, absolutely! And if anyone's interested in copies, like, see, one of the things that Second Sight has done is Second Sight is a Mississippi-based. Uh, comic book company but they've opened up a satellite uh for a company for lack of better words like a satellite uh division of second sight that marcus roberts uh, the coo is uh he's uh he's the one that's running it and if you go to our website secondsight.com you can order directly from second sight marcus you know the the florida division of second sight and get copies of these damn kids and and all the other great titles that are available like ironhead that just came out uh, stefano cardicelli wrote and drew it and you know you've got some jonathan hendrick stuff that come out and 
and Evan uh, Posio, uh, his silence has just come out, you know, and and uh, the Forsaken, Sebastian Suarez, and of course there's these damn kids, and 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 Bradley's Arisian, and and Marcus's own, you know, Horn Island trilogy just came out too. So Second Sight just, you know, we flooded the market with horror titles this month, and you know, I'd like to apologize to all the Second Sight fans out there that I know some of these titles were were scheduled for the fall, but there was some, you know, I'm most comic book people are probably aware that Diamond was, uh, you know, hacked by somebody and they were, you know, like uh, it, it messed up all their shipping and that and paper shortages and stuff just put everything behind eh? and, and, you know, like not speaking ill of second sight when I say this, but they tend to put Marvel and DC and the bigger boys ahead when it comes to making sure things get out on time. So it's, it's not like, you know, we're not essential to diamond, but you know what I mean? We're kind of put on the back waiting list. Well, once we get everything straightened out with everybody else and yeah, we'll get your stuff out too. So yeah, we back in January, we found out that, you know, our stuff will be in stores guaranteed February 16th. And I really was hesitant to post stuff about it at first because I'd been posting a lot of stuff in the past about how, you know, like it was supposed to be available in September and then they diamond bumped it to November and then, you know, stuff like that. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I really don't want to keep, because, you know, people kind of, they see that and then it, it, they, you know, you get discouraged when you're looking forward to something, but yeah, it, it, there's nothing to do with second sight. It was all just, you know, perfect storm of, of things that in the publishing world that, you know, shouldn't happen that happened. Right. Well, and it's, I think that's a good thing to put out there for people as well. A lot of us comic fans growing up, we remember when uh, certain titles, let's just say from, I don't know, image, for example, were delayed and delayed and delayed. And it was because they didn't sit down to make them. And yeah. some of us still have that attitude of, well, how come my comic's not here? It says it should be here. Oh, they must have, they were busy partying. They were busy doing this. They slacked off or whatever. But the long list of issues that you have had no control over, I mean, we can go back to COVID with it and, and the ripples from that. But you're right with the paper shortages, with supply issues, with Diamond being hacked. With, I mean, there's no end to things happening that are absolutely out of your control and you just gotta say throw your hands up and say all right it'll get there eventually it'll come out eventually i have done everything i can do every artist every creator involved in this book has done everything they can do it's just out of our hands now (laughs) yes and and like if you if you check out like if you go to uh you know the second site uh facebook page you'll see that you know the March solicitations are out They're They're like diamond is on the ball now. So like the comics have always been ready. It's just that, you know, we're, you know, we're kind of, you know, but it's, it's, that's, you know, you're working with diamond and they're the distributor. And, you know, like I said, it was a perfect storm. Like, you know, they got hacked, you know, and, and I'm not a hundred percent sure like what went on with that, but I'm pretty sure it had to be like a ransomware thing. Where it's like, uh, if you don't give us some money, we're not going to whatever. And I guess they kind of got around it somehow. Diamond did like, like you know, I 
sorry, Diamond, I didn't follow it that closely, but, you know, <laughs> I followed it close enough because it, it did affect, you know, uh, you know, what we were putting out, but we weren't the only company. Like, oh, no, you know, not I, at all. I, like I'm, you know, friends with Ben Dunn too. And, and I'd see a lot of posts from Ben and there's a local writer um, here in St. John, his name's Paul Beal. You know, he, he's, uh, he, he writes for jungle comics. He writes a story called Hidden Island and his first part of jungle comics, I think it was in issue four came out like in August the last one, the second part didn't come out until last week. And basically it was the same thing. It was, you know, there was, you know, that, that the, the ransomware issue with diamond and, and, you know, and, and different shortages, I think, you know, I, I might not be correct on this, but I'm, I think that, uh, you know, uh, Antarctic press, you know, uh, outsources their, their printing from, you know, from, from, Asia. So when there was, you know, there was the paper shortage with that and there was a bunch of backlogs with stuff. So, you know, Paul's basically in the same boat, you know, that we were in, right? Like he has no control over why, you know, like people were asking him, I asked him myself, I'm like, Paul, geez, where's this? Cause I, I have it in my pull list and I'm like, you know, like when's, when's the next part going to come out? I'm looking forward to reading it. He's like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, you know, like, and and it wasn't I don't know as in a negative I don't know it was like you know like these are the things that are happening like the 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 comic's been written it's been drawn it's been colored it, it's just waiting for Diamond to actually send it out to the stores right you know and well, another this, sorry go ahead I was gonna say at this point with all the things that have happened too you probably are of a mindset of all right what's gonna happen next. Well, no, no, I think that, you know, uh, everything's uh, moving quite smoothly now, right? You know? <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it will. Like, you know, and plus, you know, it, it's not bad to have a little bit of, like, you know, that time to catch things up, right? You know? That is true. Um, when I have a, a light week of comics, I rather enjoy it. Um to just catch up on other reading and also financially sometimes too. Oh, of, yeah. oh I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, there's only three books this week. It's, it's such a light week. This is so nice. Well, it's nice that you're picking up the, the, these damn kids. Oh, and another news, you know, breaking news, you know, I haven't posted any of this on any platform yet, but because of the, you know, uh, outstanding fan response to these damn kids it's going to go into four issues like it, oh, it was really it was planned for three but now it's going to be four because we've had such a great like reviews and like you know like like we had 12 you know top internet websites post and 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 about uh, these damn kids we made like comic of the month and this and this and this and this so you know like We've uh, Bradley and I decided we're going to make it a four issue series now instead of three. Now, we got more how, stories to tell. <laughs> well, I was going to say, how, how exactly do you go about that when the offer comes in to do an extra issue? I imagine three is already done, though, at, at least on being written. So, do you know where to go next? Do you know how to expand it? Or oh, is absolutely. there a moment of there's no moment of panic of, oh, all right, what do I do now? <laughs> nope, nope, not at all, not at all. The, the story it has been, you know, like 
I know where I know where it's going, right? And uh, we decided that yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it four parts instead of three, and and it's it's better. I think four we can tell a better story in four than we could in three. Not that three parts wouldn't be a fantastic story, but we can tell a better one in four. Feeling like it gives you more room to breathe and more room to let things develop within the story. Yeah. I'm I'm going to be concentrating uh, in issue three more on the origin of of like you know the backstory of these damn kids because okay. it, the story takes place in 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 the early '90s, you know, in Vicksburg, Mississippi, you know. But I'm going to be talking more about like. Spoiler alert, when you get into issue two, you're going to see some things in issue two that hint at what's going on. Like, you know, uh, why these symbols are taking place, like what is possessing these children to do these things. Right. And you're going to you're going to learn more in issue two. You're going to, you know, but issue three is going to go more into the or it's going to be more like an origin of these damn kids. And in issue two, you're also going to find out where the term these damn kids came from. You're going to see where it gets coined. Right. Where, you know, and and issue two has got some pretty amazing stuff in there. It's uh, it's got a a big X filey twist to it. So So the or. It's supernatural horror with an X-Files twist in it, right? So the origin is not my grandfather swearing when stepping over toys. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. And it's not it's not some guy yelling at kids running through his yard. These damn kids get out of here. You know, no, 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 no. It's and and some interesting characters are going to be introduced in in issue two and more is going to be about them in issue three and then issue four like i'm telling you the ending is going to blow your mind you're it's going to be i i'm just going to leave it at that it's not going to end anywhere near how people expect it to it is on my list my the way my shop does it um i have certain comics that i want every month or or you know every issue no matter what and others that I might just want one issue because it's a pretty cover or I'm curious about, you know, the start of a story or something like that. So you are on my every issue list. So I do look oh, forward sweet. to two, three and four here. But it sounds from the way you're seeing it, though, it sounds like if you got a phone call for an issue five or months later for a volume two, you already have that story in your head. Now you that- already know where you'd want to go next. That brings up a really interesting uh, segue here. Bradley and I have been talking and we talked back in January. We were doing a Zoom call and after the call, we got talking. eh? And he's asked me to take over the These Damn Kids universe and create a standalone new These Damn Kids. See, we co-write this one, right? The next one that's going to be coming out after this, which is work in progress title called these damn kids frostbite oh god it's gonna be i'm i'm just writing that one by myself bradley's got a lot on his plate when it comes to writing he's writing orisian uh, victoria black he's, he's he's got a lot he's you know he's a 
the, you know, the, the founder and CEO a second. He's got all the business stuff. And, you know, it's not that he doesn't have the time to write. But so I'm going to be, you know, uh, doing this title uh, later on, you know, called These Damn Kids. It's going to be it's going to involve the These Damn Kids universe, but it's going to be called These Damn Kids Frostbite. And it's going to take place in eastern Canada uh, in the wintertime. I, I had a feeling it might be in the Great White North there, and especially with the little bit that we were talking uh, before we started recording here. But and, uh, Sorry, I've already got it all plotted out. I know where it's going. I, I already know what the, who the characters are. You know, uh, it's it, there's going to be a little bit of a twist in it, like Gary Marshall, the the detective that's in the Leave on the Lights, and in... Uh, um, these damn kids see these damn kids is the prequel to leave on the lights. It's the uh, how Gary Marshall becomes Gary Marshall. OK, you know, and uh, it's it's his, you know, baptism of fire type thing. And he, he's not going to be in these damn kids frostbite. He He'll make an appearance. But it's going to involve other characters, or at least that's the the way I'm going with it right now. That that certainly could change. Like I like I said, I've got it all plotted out, got it all mapped out. I know what all the issues are going to be, you know, and 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 like I can see splash pages and and everything. So you know, like, but things can change. Things can change, you know. Like these damn kids is fluid. So, but yes. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, like uh, we're going to have four issues of these damn kids that's going on now with the, the Vicksburg, these damn kids. And then, yes, it's going to spin out into another uh, series called These Damn Kids Frostbite. Now, for Frostbite in the way that you're going to write it and go about it, are you going to prove prep yourself for three issues with the possible fourth? Are you going to leave it kind of loose and then see what happens later so you can adjust things? Um, well, the way I write is I always know how it ends. And then I write backwards. Okay. Because that way it's, it's, I, I find, or at least I, I heard that, some people, they write stuff and then they don't know how to end it. Well, see, before I write anything, I already know how it ends. Right. I, I know how these damn kids, that's that the issue you just got. I know how that story ends. I already know that was the first thing that I came up with was how it ends. I know how it ends and everything is working backwards. Right. So you it it plot out the pages and you, you, you know, you have uh, uh, plots of the characters and where you're going forward. But as long as you're going towards that end point, everything fits in, in the middle. So you can stretch it out to four or five or six or whatever, as long as the end point remains the same, you know, and as long as you can make the, the, everything in between work and fit, you know, well, I'd also think, uh, especially for Frostbite, with where you live, your your writing will come at it from a more genuine feeling, too, yes. than someone, say, I don't know, uh, Florida, writing about oh, the absolutely. story. Taken. 
you know, it's it's just not going to feel the same. And audiences know too when the that voice isn't genuine. Well, the thing with frostbite is it's gonna it's gonna take place 2019. I was gonna do it right in present day, and then I thought no, because you know anything that I do, you know, two years leading up. You know, people are going to have to be wearing masks in the panels mm-hmm. and going to have to include because that's what's happened in the last two years. So to be accurate, you know, and, and people reading if they want to see, you know, and of course, you know, it's supernatural. So it doesn't have to be that accurate. Right. You know, or that, you know what I mean? Like uh, uh, correct, because, you know, you're throwing in supernatural elements. But I try to make it as, you know, like when I was, you know, doing the research for for these damn kids, one. You know, I looked up Vicksburg and I, you know, and I places and what the population was and and what the population was during the time that it took place and where it's located in Mississippi and and all that stuff and what the weather might be like. And that certain things like you'll see things in issue two about Vicksburg that are just if you lived in Vicksburg, you'd be like, wow, he knows that. Right. Or they know that this happens at a certain day. You know what I mean? Because certain things happen in Vicksburg and Vicksburg is famous for certain things in Mississippi. Those are all things I've incorporated, you know, into, you know, the, these damn kid mythos of the, you know, the original these damn kids that we're doing right now. So in, in Frostbite, I want to try to do that, too. So I'm going to I'm going to have present day as being 2019. Right. Because I don't want to throw the whole pandemic into it because then people have to be wearing masks and then you got that whole you know, side story with that. And, uh, uh, and it, it's not something well, yeah, I'm it, right now. <laughs> no. And, and, and mask is going to be the new, uh, cell phone for Absolutely. any writing or practice or whatever. Okay. Well, why don't they just use the cell phone? All right. So it needs to take place either before cell phones, or you need to have a reason why the cell phones are not an option on page one, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So now from our previous conversations and from your tease of messaging uh, for this recording, I, I kind of feel like that's not all that you have to tell me that you're, you got your fingers into. Oh, no, no. I'm, I've got another project that I'm working <laughs> with, with uh, Mattia Doggini from Italy. And I, 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 Learned about Mattia from Alessio Nostrino. He's uh, he he's uh, just finished uh, a project with Chuck Dixon from you know Batman and Birds of Prey and all them fame, and and Alessio just finished a project with him. And Alessio and I've always wanted to work together, so you know we we hooked up for uh, a project for Harvest of Horrors, the the caliber slash uh, Second Sight Anthology, which Harvest of Horrors 2 did exceptionally well. It was seven weeks in the top 100 graphic novels. So, you know, pat on the back to everybody who was, uh, you know, part of that. And so Alessio and I and and my son Jaden, we've just completed uh, uh, a story arc for the next Harvest of Horrors uh, 3. And Harvest of Horrors 4, which is called Relecticus Subterra. And it's uh, it's in, involves, uh, you know, characters that we created for Harvest of Horrors 1, 
and and you know the Piker character and and a few of the other. I don't know if we talked about the World War One stories that Jaden and I were doing. I'm pretty sure we did on the last one. Well, we're we're continuing on with stories like you know, and so we've uh, you know uh, Jaden created a. Uh, some pretty amazing characters and, you know, come up with this really amazing plot and it, it all takes place underground and it involves Templars. And, you know, there's a, um, a legend I didn't know about, but, you know, I guess it was somewheres in, in Eastern Europe, a bunch of people claims to have seen Templar knights like riding through their town to come help them fight the Germans. Right. You know, like, you know, it's 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 an old urban legend. You could probably Google it. Right. So that's all kind of incorporated into this story arc. But to get back to the thing, I Alessio introduced me to another artist named Mattia Doggini, and his stuff is brilliant. And I said to myself, I got I got to work with this guy. Right. So we're we're doing uh, we're doing a, a series called Deliver Us From Evil which uh, involves a character that I created called Constantine Lazar. He's my homage to John Constantine. I've always been a John Constantine. I loved it from when he first appeared in Swamp Thing. And, and, and you know, I've collected every comic book and appearance ever since. And so I've always wanted to do my own version. Now, this guy isn't John Constantine, but he's my version of John Constantine. And he's appeared in other places throughout the indie comic universe. He was in Starbolt 1. He was at the end of Starbolt 1. He was, uh, <coughs> and he was uh, in Indie Wars that I did with uh, Antarctic Press. He he was in one of those stories and he appears in These Damn Kids number two, spoiler. And so, you know, there's, uh, I'm going to do this standalone series called Deliver Us From Evil. And it's it's going to be a really interesting series. It involves everything from, you know, the Nazi bell. That was a thing that the Nazis created to travel and believe to have traveled in time with. And, you know, and it, it, it involves like, you know, ancient cults. And, you know, uh, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's going to blow your mind. <laughs> it's, there's a, I, I put a lot of, a lot of research into it and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, time into trying to get the panels right and whatever. So, yeah, I got that coming. And then Alessio and I are doing another one called Adam X. And we're doing it for uh, Exciting Comics. Like Exciting Comics 30 is going to be the 100th issue of Exciting Comics. So we're going to have a story, tentatively have a story in there, right? You know what I mean? Like it's already it's already being worked on. We've already we've already talked to Ben Dunn, you know, the, the and and Ben's on board with us, too. You know, but tentatively we're scheduled to be in this issue, you know, and, and it's uh, it's called uh, Big Trouble in a Small Space. And I've got other things in the works. I've got some Mississippi Zombie. Oh, Mississippi Zombie three, five weeks in the top 100. Uh, caliber and second sight five weeks in the top 100 on amazon and debuted number one in canada and really in, yeah debuted number one in canada for graphic novels now with me picking up the single issues and we we're talking about that and you talking the um how long the graphic novels are, are staying on bestseller lists 
Do you have any preference in how readers get your books? Is it better or more or more enjoyable or the feedback, whether it's single issues or graphic novels, or you're just glad that they get it at all? I'm just glad they get it at all. I, I, I do notice that, you know, second sight stuff sells out. Like we've just sold out everything. Everything that we had for February is all sold out in the distributor level. And then we do the anthologies, which are like, you know, Mississippi Zombie and Harvest of Horrors, you know, and Mississippi Zombie, they're they're like it's it's a mixture of different people, right? Like every issue has different creative teams. Now I've been in all in two of the Mississippi Zombie anthologies, the first one and the third one. And uh, Harvest of Horrors, I've been in both, you know, but there's different teams like, you know, Bradley do a story, Marxist do a story, uh, you know, um, other people like Paul Garberry. Uh, he's a uh, Halifax author. You know, he's number one bestselling zombie author. He just did a story for for Mississippi Zombie 3. So he's in Mississippi Zombie 3 and, and the one that debuted at number one graphic novels so yeah like we're 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 really friggin' knocking them out of the park i guess you know <laughs> what i mean you know but i guess if you have good content you know and 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 people you know people will 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 buy it imagine that and and we see so many that just put a pretty cover on and the contents are garbage and great, you've sold a copy once to someone, but that person's not coming back. Yeah, so yes, exactly. And and the the fact that Mississippi Zombie 3 debuted at number one tells me that Mississippi Zombie – see, Mississippi Zombie 1 did very well. Number two did even better. Number three debuts at number one and stays there for five weeks in the top 100. This week, it's not in the top 100. I check all the time. And this week, it wasn't in the top 100. But for five weeks, Mississippi Zombie 3 was in top 100. But Harvest of Horrors for seven weeks was in the top 100. You know, and Miss Harvest of Horrors 1 did well. Harvest of Horrors 2 did even better. You know, because I think the fans are seeing, like, you know, that, you know, Second Sight delivers. You know, and, and you know, we, you got, you know, Bradley's a pretty talented writer. Marcus himself, they're, they're both Glyph-nominated writers, right? You know, and, you know, they, they, their horrors, their thing, and, and Miss, uh, not Miss, Second Sight is leaning more towards being a horror company than it is like a horror comic publishing company, because that's how we started. So it's not that Second Sight won't entertain reading submissions from everybody, but we're going to tend to be you know, the future of horror comics, right? Well, and I mean, you certainly don't want to try another superhero universe. Look how many we've seen come and go that way. And and I think audiences are jaded for that as well. But I see the horror crossover in my shop, in going to conventions, in going even to a record store. The overlap of horror fans and comic fans is very large and they're rabid for new content too especially a good story like you're putting out and like second sight is yes 
Well, we're trying to be as original as possible, right? You know, that's why I said you'll never, you you won't see it coming. When when you read the end of uh, these damn kids, um, four now, issue four, when you read the ending, you, you won't see it coming. It's going to be like, wow, I didn't expect that. But see, that's what I like. Like when I like when I watch stuff, that's what I want. I want a show that I watch where it's like, oh, okay, I didn't see that one coming. You know, I've been watching a lot of Harlan Coben stuff on Netflix, and I tend to like his stuff because whenever I think I got it figured out, I don't have it figured out. You know. Well, and I know that there have been multiple shows that I've had to tap out on because I said, I know where this is going. I've seen it before. Why would I waste my time Absolutely. watching a story I've already watched? Um, Heroes is my go-to example for this. I had friends that weren't into comics that say, oh, the show is so brilliant. It's groundbreaking. No, it's not. I've seen it before. I've read it before. I can tell you everything that's going to happen episode by episode here. And I was right. And so I didn't have to spend four or five seasons watching a story I already know called Watchmen or Rising Stars or, you know, other examples of it. Yeah, exactly. But you're also, it's not just that you and and Second Sight is creating something new out of thin air either, though, because you're mentioning the research that you've gone into for many of these comics. So I'm just wondering, what is your own research library like? Uh, Do you just have a ton of stuff at home do you have amazon packages coming all the time is your local library very good and annoyed with you as well like (laughs) what 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 is the uh, resources and the amount of research uh, that you are doing yourself for these stories well like i've always been intellectually curious so i you know i'm one of these people that knows a lot of things about everything but really knows nothing right you know know, i'd be good on a game show you know but yeah my own my i have my own personal library i've got four bookshelves just packed loaded full of books right and it's everything from jfk assassinations to graham hancock to uh, a book that i just recently just purchased you know called nuking the moon and it's by this this vince uh I got it right here in front of me. Vince Houghton, nuking the moon and other intelligence schemes and military plots left on the drawing board. And basically what he says in it is, yes, these are true. Yes, they were going to do this stuff. Yes, none of it makes any sense type thing, right? (laughs) So it's just kind of absurdity, right? You know, because if I look at the books I've got in front of me, I've got like, you know, nuking the moon by this guy. I've got 1491 uh, new realizations of the Americas uh, before Columbus. I've got Magician of the Gods by Graham Hancock. I've got Chaos, Charles Manson, the CIA and the Secret History of the 60s. You know, and I've got uh, JFK and the Unspeakable, right? So those are just ones that I've got sitting in front of me. So I've got a big variety of tastes in, in, in what I read, you know, and plus I read a lot of a lot of comic books and stuff too, right? So, and the internet's full of, of stuff. And I w- listen to a lot of podcasts and and I, I, you know, YouTube documentaries. And what I do is, and and I've got my son to start doing this because earlier tonight we're, you know, we're we're down downstairs and you know having supper, and he's he's pitching me these plots. 
<laughs> things that he wants to write about. And they're really cool. And he's telling me how the panels should be laid out. I'm like, oh, my Lord. Wow, cool. He's 18, right? And he's telling me these he this time travel story that he wants to do where, you know, where where they I don't want to spoil it, but like it's it's really interesting. And the characters he comes up with are are brilliant. Right. And I'm like, why aren't you writing this stuff down? So I show him this notebook that I bring everywhere I go. And and I'm old fashioned. You know, this will date me. I'm old school. I write things down. And and I got this notebook and it's got all kinds of posted notes all over it. And I just make notes. I write things down and I cross things out and I put question marks and stars beside them. And I write something and it says, you know, this is my idea. And then I write why. You know, what else could you do? What's the twist? Where's it going? You know, and then, and then, you know, stuff like that and just come up with different or I'll see something like I just finished watching the Expanse series, which is brilliant. You know, I recommend it. And there's scenes in there that I'm like, whoa, that's really cool. Right. You know, and you just say you remember it. Right. And you say, wow, I'd like that, you know, incorporate that into something. eh? you know, I've never really thought much about writing sci-fi but i'd like to sometime right but yeah everything i make notes i just write everything down on this this old beat up notebook that i carry around with me it's like an old ring school notebook right and i just you know put other loose leaf pages in it that i've got notes on and i just you know if i'm somewhere and i remember you know I, i i'm not super good with the phone. I know how to talk on it and I know how to surf the internet, but I don't know how to get into notes and write. I, I, so I just write it down on something else. Right. Cause I don't want to lose that idea. Right. No. And I have, I have multiple notebooks cause like I, I have one in the bag. I take back and forth to work. Uh, yeah. I got one in the living room, one in the bedroom. Um, I have a note app on my phone that I'll take notes on there sometimes. If it's a line in a book or I'm watching a show or even just something I walk by in a store, I'll take out my phone to take a picture of it. And a lot of this stuff, I don't know when I'm going to use it. I don't know when I'm going to use this information. I don't know what I'm going to use it for, but I know I don't want to forget it. Oh, and it exactly. might, Yeah, and it could be days, months, years later where I think, oh, if I took this idea and spun it here and used this other idea then that's my story. But I had to go through that process to learn all of these things or to be exposed to them to see where I'm going to go next with it. Do you ever go back and reread something you wrote, say three or four years ago and say, wow, that's really good. I don't even, can't even believe I actually wrote that. I I have done that and thought who wrote this? Cause I, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember doing it or even the word choices I use seem different and then i've gone back and read things i wrote years ago and thought that's not that good but there's a kernel there's a germ there's something in here that is let me mess around with it because i i think i had to get this version out so a good version could come out from that absolutely that's how i do it too it's all a process right Well, and it's also, I mean, for all that you're writing and for all the other things that you do and then spending time with your family and everything else, it's amazing. I'm jealous of people with, I'll say, better time management than I have 
Now, for the I, I took kind of a personal hit recently over the last year, so that kind of screwed up my uh, time frame for every day because I had other things to deal with, and now they feel like I'm coming out of it. It's scheduling, okay, I need to write at these times. Let me use this time more efficiently. Why did I waste time, you know, scrolling on Facebook for an hour or, you know, watching a show I didn't care about when that could have been used more creatively, much like you are doing. I'm the same way. I started, I actually, I, I bought a stationary bike because it was too cold to be uh, going outside. Oh, and yeah. I thought, I thought I, I want to get exercising, but it's too damn cold to be outside. Let me get this. And then I changed it to if I'm going to be just scrolling social media, not getting anything done, I should at least be on the bike while I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So at least feels useful. But I, and I know I asked you this when we talked before, but I'm always impressed with, with you and other writers for just being able to, find that time, create that time, knock out something, get it going. But I, I got to imagine you have days much like I do where it's the end of the night, you're going to bed and you feel like I didn't get a damn thing done today though. Oh, absolutely. And, and sometimes I have to set aside, see, I'm a nurse by trade, right? That's what I do. And, and like with COVID things have been a little busier than I, I always preface this. We knew something was coming. Okay. I've been in healthcare. This is my 20, 20th year, maybe 21st year. When I first started working at the regional hospital a long time ago, we always had in services about the coming pandemic. We didn't know what it was, we just knew there was one coming. I remember being fitted for these like the the N95s and even better masks a long, long time ago, right? You know what I mean? So so every people who were in healthcare, we knew something was coming and we are well-trained for it. The only thing we're, and this is what I tell people, the only thing we're not well-trained for is staff shortages. We're yeah. very well-trained for a pandemic and we're, you know, here in New Brunswick and we're very well-trained in dealing with, with the, you know, the, people who are ill from, you know, from, from COVID. We're just not prepared for the staff shortages. And that's, you know, that's where the problem lies that we have a lot, like right now, I think there's 300 people today out, you know, out sick. So we have a lot of shortages and because of the shortages, people's, you know, you got to pick, you know, vacations get denied, you know, and whatever, whatever, whatever. <clears throat> and you just have to pick up the slack. So the writing has always been a passion of mine that gets me out of the pandemic, right? It's my fantasy escape, <laughs> you know? So I look forward to writing and I look forward to, 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 you know, talking with the, 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 the artists and Jaden and I plotting something together and, you know, and, 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 working out the little details and, you know, doing stuff like that. I, I really wish that I had more time to spend with it, that I could make Second Sight and, you know, comic book writing and stuff a full-time thing, but it's, it's at the moment, it's just not possible. Well, and, and for being 
a nurse as well. And and I, I was raised by one. My mom graduated high school, went to nursing school, and then was a nurse until she retired. Um, oh, but she retired right before pandemic, pretty much. <laughs> so good timing on her part. But, I, and I don't mean this in any political way or any way to get either of us or anyone else in trouble. So I'm, I'm wording it carefully. Okay. And, and, and I know we're in different countries as well, but I think around the world, for the most part, we've all seen people that are in authority positions, this pandemic hit and on every level conceivable, they let us down and failed us. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, no matter what, yeah, no matter what side anyone's on or, or opinions or whatever, we saw every step above us that was supposed to protect us fail. And you as a horror writer, how do you come up with something more horrific than that? <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's my, <laughs> I guess it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. I, I occupational health today and, and uh, you know, to deal with an injury that I got at work a while ago. Got it in November of 2019. Uh, got, you know, uh, hit by somebody at work, you know, and uh, sometimes things can be violent, right? You yeah. know, and uh, just getting into, occup- just got an x-ray three weeks ago, just got into occupational health today. And the woman is apologizing and apologizing, and apologizing to me because it's been almost, it's been over two years, right? You know, and I'm, and she, she can't understand why I'm not mad about it. And I'm like, well, what can you do, right? You know, I, I understand that things got changed. And, and I understand that we didn't know what was going on when it first happened. You know, I remember me and shout out to Jeff Clark that, that, that I work with. Jeff saying to me something that I've, that I've remembered through the entire pandemic. He said, this is back in March. He said, you know, this is the first time in my life I have no idea what's going to happen. And, yeah. and yeah, I had to agree with him because I didn't either. Nobody knew. Nobody knew what was coming next. All we knew was that there was a pandemic, that we knew that there was a virus. We knew that this virus was contagious and that that this virus did kill people. You know, yes, of course, we learned later on, you know, a lot of it has to do with comorbidities, a lot of it, you know, like there's the whole vitamin D thing and and stuff like that. But nobody knew at the beginning what was coming next. So I can I can forgive people in authority for that. They didn't know they were working with the best information they had at the time. And I think as we've progressed through it, I think it's the same thing. I think they're they're working with the best information that they have. Like even today, whoever's making the decisions today is working with the best information that they have. Whether right or wrong, the decision, it's going to be, you know, it's the best information they have in front of them. I think this is over. I think we're, we're moving into an endemic state. You know, I, I think the masks and all that stuff are, you know, are, are uh, you know, going to be, you know, something that's going to be optional. Well, uh, uh, and endemic. My apologies for being ignorant here, but I've not heard that term. Endemic. Endemic. Yeah. 
I have not yes. heard that. See, pandemic means it's crossed all borders. Okay. Endemic is what the flu is every year. It's seasonal. Okay. So I this is just a personal opinion of a of a healthcare worker from Canada, but I can see it being endemic very soon, where it's a seasonal thing that, you know, it's like, okay, it's COVID season, just like we say it's flu season. Like every yeah. fall, you know more december than you know than september but more around november you know december is what is considered flu season and we watch what happens in australia so we know what's coming up through that's what where they base the flu shots on for for like you know your seasonal flu shot is based on whatever's going on in australia in the southern hemisphere we we base our flu shots on what they're getting sick with so we say, okay, well, influenza A and influenza whatever is coming up through. That's what we're going to base our flu shots on. And then when they go out and give all the flu shots to people, sometimes the, the, the doctors get it right. Sometimes they don't. But a flu shot is still better than not getting one. Okay. And so I, I assume that's what's going to happen with, with, with COVID. You know, it's going to be like, oh, well, it's COVID season. You know, we, we know what's going on in the Southern Hemisphere. We know what's tracking through, you know, like and then just do the same thing they do with the flu. Just offer, you know, out to people who who need it, you know, flu shots like, you know, the you know, like seniors and, and people who have a lot of comorbidities and things that where they where a, where a, a shot is beneficial. Right, and, and I agree, I think it'll be. Oh, I got to get my yearly COVID shot. Oh, it's exactly. Just whatever. And, and would it shock me? I mean, I don't know the science behind it, if it's even possible. But if it's possible, wouldn't it shock me if it's a COVID flu bundle? Oh, maybe. Thing. Maybe. Why not? You know. So, but with, with having to go through the front line, you know, to, to steal a term, though, did that put say your creative energies in focus a little bit um and by that i mean you've seen the worst whether it's the actual disease itself or whether it's how some people uh behave i'll say yeah and then you get to go home and no matter what the deadline is or the stress or anything you might freak out about it even the stuff we're talking about for the beginning of this with paper shortages with with diamond being hacked with other things you can say okay but compared to what else is going on out there in the world this is okay yeah i, I yeah. can deal with this <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah plus i like i like the writing i like creating things i always have one of the things that I entertained myself through junior high school and high school or middle school, whatever they call it now, and, and high school was that uh, I just wrote stuff. You know, I, I never really ever thought of going anywheres with it or, or being professional. I just it's just it was I always found it was a good pastime. I was always a good storyteller. You know, and always good at making things up and, you know, maybe living a fantasy life or whatever, you know what I mean? So, yeah, like it, it I, I like doing it. So I guess because I have a passion for it, I don't find it difficult, you know. 
I just wish, like I said, I could like because of the whole pandemic, I wish that I could have devoted more time to to other aspects like, you know, of 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 like second sight and stuff like that, because I'm I, you know, like I'm their their PR guy and. I'm an assistant editor for for, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an editor for the Quantum Visions uh, anthology and I'm the assistant editor for the second verse. <coughs> and I know I haven't been able to devote as much time as I like to these things because, you know, other other things kind of like job takes precedent. Right. You know, and sometimes it's like just like last week, for example, job took precedent over doing this podcast. Because I, yeah. I, I I thought that I had Wednesday off, and it turns out that what I thought and what my boss thought were two different things. <laughs> I can't I can't imagine that. Well, it's, you know, it, you know, when you need you need people like you, you can't you can't be you can be short staffed to a certain extent, but you can't have no staff. So right, you know, there's there's yeah, there's difference between. Okay, today's gonna suck. We all gotta work a lot harder today, and we literally have no one. Yeah, exactly. And and the difference is is that it's like you know, like I the the occupational um, health person and myself were talking today, and see the the difference with healthcare is this twenty four seven. We don't get snow days, like like if it's you know like because we're talking about how this storm is coming, and I said, well, geez, you know, this is like the fourth weekend in a row you know and and this is my weekend to work and it always seems to be you know poor me but it always seems to be my weekend to work when we have these major storms right and i still got to get there right and i still got to go get home it you know uh, there there's no snow days you know you can't you, you, it, just using this as an example heroes beacon comic shop best little comic shop in st john new brunswick you know Go there, get your comics from them. They're great people. Steve and, and Chris have been doing this forever. They 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 opened up a game gaming floor upstairs. It's a huge area for just for just board games and stuff. And the and and the bottom floor is all comic books. But they can shut down in a blizzard. They can say, well, you know, guys, we're not coming into work today. Very sorry, you know, roads are terrible. Well, I can't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? We can't do that. We can't just say, well, you know, all those people who are, you know, in, in family medicine or in wherever, well, no, forget about them. So, you know, that's that's the thing, right? You know, that's the thing about being in healthcare. It's 24-7 and you just, you know, you have to. So, yeah, for last week, I, I, I know I had scheduled this, but things changed, you know, and, and my priority has to be to you know to to the you know to the patients that that you know I look after you know their safety must always come first you know ahead of my own sometimes oh i i remember you know natural disasters happening blizzards ice storms you know uh things like that whole town is shut down everything's closed for weeks Mom, at a time right. and my mom still went to work yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's probably walking there because you can't get a cab. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's there's pictures. 
I've seen pictures, you know, of like, you know, major storms. And, you know, you get the picture of the, the doctor and the nurse walking towards the hospital because they can't drive there. But they have to they're walking there to get to work because, you know, you can't you can't abandon the people that are there or you can't let the people that are there just work. Like I work 16 hour shifts. Right. So, you know, if this is my third in a row, you know, you, you can't expect me to, you know, like work there for you know, 32 hours straight or something or 40 hours or whatever. Right. You know, so yeah. Yeah. But it's, I, I love it. Or I would have never decided to go into it. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. I, her, her mom, my grandmother was a nurse as well. I am not wired for it at all. I, I, the story she's told me, the things I've heard and I, I just not wired for it. It takes a very special breed like yourself to be able to do such a thing. No. Thank you. <laughs> but Peter, I think I will let you go enjoy the rest of your evening in, in the beautiful sunny weather that you're having. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Can you hear the wind in the background? We're having a freaking major windstorm. And and yeah, like I said, there was major storm coming starting tomorrow. I just want to mention a couple of things before uh before i I go absolutely i was going to ask if you had any hey we have a right now uh there's a kickstarter campaign going on it's it's the second site uh leave on the lights 1856 written by brian hawkins and drawn by chris panda and if you go and check out the kickstarter campaign you'll see these amazing pages the 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 rewards are are awesome rewards there's there's one in there where you know one reward tier where you get all the 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 second site graphic novels and anthologies plus you get the you know and there's another tier too where we will publish your comic for a year guaranteed. really yep yep there's a tier for that too there's a tier for getting drawn into a future comic and all kinds of stuff so like I'm not sure when this is going to air so I'm I'm like putting this it weekend about the kickstarter and then like Jaden and i we got a title coming out too another one that i forgot to mention called mud and madness and it's it's a, it's a world war one horror title that that we're going to be doing with a cover by stefano cardicelli so you know look forward to that i'm thinking that's solicited for july of this year could be wrong on that one. Not a hundred percent sure, you know. But yeah, so check out the second site stuff that we have available now. Like I said, they're all sold out in store in the distributor level, you know. So if anybody's looking, anyone listening is looking to get copies of the February titles, they're all available on our website. Just go to the secondsite.com. You can win user friendly you can order as many titles as you'd like you know uh marcus will marcus will pack them up and send them to you you know may even put a handwritten note in there with them not sure that'd be up to him (laughs) marcus you know um but yeah so yeah it's been great talking to you and you uh, as well i I just gotta say i'm looking at this leave on the light kickstarter one yes um i i might have to I might have to throw some money at this. Yeah, it's taking place in. <laughs> it looks, it friggin' looks awesome, eh? 
It looked fantastic. My son Jaden was saying, wow, did you see that? Because he's seen it too. He said, wow, that Kickstarter looks really cool, he said. And he said, that art's really neat. He said, what an interesting take. And I said, yeah, they're going to knock it out of the park with that. So I just thought I would mention the the Kickstarter. The the reward levels are fantastic, you know. And, uh, you know, we've got some other amazing projects coming up. Like I said, the the Mud Madness, you know, the, the Deliver Us From Evil. And, and stuff like that. And Second Sight always, you know, innovating future of independent comics, you know, like, so shout out to Bradley, shout out to Marcus, shout out to Spike, Chuck and everybody, all the team, you know, we, you know, like we're, we're, we're doing what we can do to, you know, make independent comics better, you know, like to, you know, like, we want to be the future of independent comics. We're, we are going to be the future of independent comics. And, you know, we're trying to do things differently. Like, like I've said in previous podcasts, we're all creators who are trying to make the best comics for creators, you know, and other people, you know. I, I am excited for these projects and, uh, I talk to you. I follow the social media accounts. I pick up previews every month and I get on these lists with my pre-orders and my poll lists. So I'm not, I don't have to worry about sellouts happening. Cool. I think anyone listening should do the same as well. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Go to your store and order it, you know, and if you can't get it, get it through Marcus, go to second site. That's true. All right, Peter, thank you so much again for joining me and talking all about this stuff and just making me excited for comics and the future and everything coming up for it. And honestly, I think we should just plan on like doing this on some sort of regular basis to just Absolutely. know everything come now and all the projects and, and everything in the works for it. Absolutely, Kevin. Love talking to you. All right, you go ahead and stay warm, and and hopefully the wind passes by soon. (laughs) Okay, thanks, man. Thank you. Okay, bye.